0: I'm unapologetically flying. I wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah, okay, aye. that's just my... Uh, 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 uh. Come on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, 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 uh. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com. I'm here with my good friend Mark Malone over in America. He's got an American flag in the background because people kept getting confused with his English. But he's got a nice new webcam so we can see him bright and crisp today. I have to apologise to Mark because I accidentally, I don't know if I deleted... I misplaced the file from our last shows. Mark's been kind enough and gracious enough to come on um, and speak to me today. So, Mark, how's it over there with you before we get into the main topic, which is cult and mass hypnosis and the way out? And then we're going to just see what the fuck is going on.
0: Yeah, you know, it's actually funny because America's... Obviously, America's quite unique in this uh, circumstance, right? That is states. And the states in America have quite a bit of sovereignty. You know, Canada has provinces and Australia has states but they don't have anywhere near as much sovereignty as the American states do so where I live in Arizona uh things have been normal all of 2021 like no restrictions of any kind no masks of any kind um half the population is injected but most of the people but that's still half isn't too bad actually and even the half that are most of the ones I meet are not tyrannical about it Um, because it's the Wild West out here, right? I mean, that was the history of Arizona and Texas is Wild West territory. So people are very libertarian out here. It's just like you do you, I do me. Um, So out here, everything feels quite normal. When I look at the news, when I speak to people across, you know, in New York or even just next door in California, and of course, if I look at Australia or the European Union or whatever, it looks absolutely insane. But when I look around here, I'm like, everything is normal and has been for a year. So... That in itself is a little bit puzzling. And, you know, the American state thing is really interesting because in California, you know, it's like really restricted on guns and you just drive a couple of hundred miles and then I can carry this around without a license in Arizona. I went from not being able to carry a gun at all legally, even with a license in California, to being able to carry one without a license legally in Arizona. That's how different states are in America. And this is next door to each other. So you go from, you know, complete tyranny before COVID, let alone after COVID, to almost complete freedom, comparatively speaking. Arizona has its problems, uh, especially as it relates to Agenda Twenty One, but those issues are not coming to fruition just yet. Um, but you know that that's another concern, right? Because if you, and this is something I'm seeing too if you feel like everything's totally okay and normal and free, you do forget about the fact that, oh, the monster's come into the door. So a lot of people also have that. They go, well, everything's all right here. There's no restrictions. I'm like pointing at the Agenda 2050 map. And I'm like, yeah, but Arizona is one of the prime territories that they want to turn into a smart city. The whole region of Arizona, by the way. Um, so Arizona's not safe forever. Nobody, nowhere is, obviously. But as it is right now, it's been pretty good. How's things back home? Weird here.
1: So it's weird here um, in, as you know, living here for so long. We are a small island. We're basically a state where you are, maybe a couple of states wedged together, and we're in a right state at the moment. It's just, it, it's weird. It's like amnesia. People are still mad. People are still going to the shops with masks on, even though they haven't had to, had to, for, mm. for six or seven months. I've just been in the shop down the road to get some milk and a guy was in there with a full big face mask on and a six pack of beer. I was like, well, okay, then we'll stop your smoke, stop you, stop the, uh, the COVID getting in your lungs, but you'll drink yourself and poison yourself to death tonight. Brilliant. Well done. Not that I've got a problem with drinking. Used to love it myself. Just don't do okay. it anymore. Um, but it's the absurdity of it. It's, it's like, that's why I think Little Britain was so good because it is Little Britain. It's mad. It's mad. People are here and nuts. And I live in on the Norfolk coast. So it has that kind of League of Gentlemen. And I know the guys in America who listen to this League of Gentlemen, Google it because it's is really weird, dark comedy programme that's set in the, I think it's set in the UK. Um, And they're just, it's very local people and yokels and a bit, heels have eyes. It's a little bit like that round here sometimes. No one's got a clue. Absolutely no one's got a clue. And when you're someone who, like me, does this sort of work, how I ended up doing this sort of work and coming from where I am. And Gareth said the same in the Isle of Wight. Although Gareth's dad, David Icke, so probably way he had, he had a different view. I had no one. I have no idea how I saw the world like this compared to other people. So why I started looking into these things. Why I've had an innate thing of going, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. I don't know. I've just, I, I have no idea. Maybe it was because I was ill as a kid. Um, but round here, I speak a different language. I'm a foreigner around here and there's no one around here I know that I could speak to about this stuff who would have a clue what Agenda 2030 is, Ch- Agenda 21 was, what the Bilderberg group was, what the project for a new American century is, what DARPA is, what ARPA is. They wouldn't have a clue what the Bilderberg group is. They wouldn't have a clue about any of this stuff, and that's just the top level. So then you get into the Black nobility families, and you start talking about um, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, and you can't... There's no one around here. Would you, You're speaking a foreign language. So, round here, you can see it creeping, but it's so slow and almost like the fog here. It's like the fog. It's kind of swept over people, and people have just meekly accepted it. Whereas I think it's far more extreme in places like New York, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand, because it's had to be here. We're just like, whatever, just go along with it. And you'll yeah. see the bits in London, the city of London. We know where the main cult base, but most people around here, especially, have just sleeping sleepwalking anyway. They're just sleepwalking through life. So none of this really bothers them. They don't understand it. They don't understand what they're doing here. None of them will ever question what they're doing here and why they're on this planet and why they're here. And till the day they die, probably about two minutes before they die, they might start questioning. Oh, I didn't really do much. That'd be about it. So it's very sleepy here. So it doesn't need to be dramatic here, if that makes sense.
0: Sure, yeah, I remember, of course I remember it well. Um, you know, I think it's, it's there's a, many European countries and, you know, Britain has always been very different to Europe in general, historically. Um, but this is kind of common across Europe where because of this, the nature of the small countries, um, there's a tendency for people to go more singularly in one direction. Um, America is so big and so different, even state to state, that it's really hard to curtail people in one specific direction. Now that can be good though, as well as bad, because if you're going in a good direction, <laughs> it's good to have a country that's more homogenous in a sense, one a country that works better, that's a little more aligned. That, um, so it can be a good thing, but it's also a bad thing when it comes to say you know, totalitarian takeover, which is what we saw in Eastern Europe with the Soviet Union, saw in Germany. We're seeing it now obviously everywhere. So this kind of problem, it, it, it can be good or bad. And in the British case, for now, it's bad. But in the American case, it can be bad if you're, let's say half the country is going in a good direction and the other half is causing chaos, like, well, the summer of 2020 with fires and stuff. So there's that aspect of America which makes it more complicated. It's just so much more prone to chaos, perhaps less prone to totalitarianism because of the splits, but far more prone to destroying itself right so there's always a cost and benefit with these things and that's always important for us to bear in mind too um there is no there is nowhere that is perfect and there is nowhere that ultimately can escape problems the problems can just change from place to place
1: yeah i agree i I think what a theory that i kind of have and i don't know i'll get your your take on this is that they're looking at a perfect number so say like new zealand for their population was it 5 million that was a perfect number look what they've managed to do there but then the uk obviously a lot bigger mm. and Then you get states in america and ma- maybe they're plotting out Say, okay these this are the type of the amount of people we can get to do one type of thing we can please it we can we we can find the structure in this there but then again you look at china and they managed to do that in the large parts of china and that's huge so right i mean who knows what they're planning but it seems like they're not in a rush to do it here so much you know that last week they tried to Javid Savid, whatever his name is, has kind of tried to um, make sure the people in the NHS are, that are mandating this, this vaccine, you're going to get at least 100,000 people walk out of the NHS. They want them to stay till the end of January. Next, I'm sorry, April next year. So they basically want to use the girlfriend and then get rid of them. with Just stay stay with me until the new girlfriend comes along. It's right, ridiculous yeah, yeah. because of the, obviously the winter months. The best thing they can do is all strike. They're not um so come next april you're going to have a mass walkout it was thursday this week you had 60,000 care home st- staff walked out so it's falling it's crumbling on purpose and it's it's very odd here it's very very odd here it's like it's all crumbling around us but very slowly and people are just kind of looking at each other and not bothering with it um very odd very strange
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, you're talking about that, because there's been a lot of mass walkouts in New York, of course, and California, and and many of these sort of big Democrat states that are very tyrannical with the COVID protocols. So we're already seeing it here, I guess the difference here is that they already are doing the mass walkouts now. Um, But that is also because the mandatory injection protocol came in earlier here, I guess, than it is there. So you know, that mass walkout will probably be the same there when that time comes. So we are seeing that firefighters, all of the people, of course, that they call heroes last year, you know, mm-hmm. you know police and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, as I have pointed out to people before, I welcome that because it's what I would do. Of course, I would, I would leave. But if this is, um, if we look at the premise of what they're trying to do, and this is actually a really important thing that, you know, most quote normies miss out on, because most people think, that if you, uh, if you, you know, like the truckers in America, don't go pick up the food because they force you to have the injection, say, to go into California to get it. Well, you're starting from a premise that they ultimately want you to be okay. But I take the premise that they don't want you to be okay. Yeah. Because that's the premise that I understand from the whole work that I've absorbed in a decade, right? So if I see the premise is not if you put them to the table, they will negotiate. The premise is they want you dead. Mm-hmm. They want you gagged, imprisoned, or dead. That's it. It's not a joke, right? It's not a game. Like, it's, they, don't, they don't want, you can't negotiate with psychopaths. You can't negotiate with demons. You can't negotiate with people that want you gagged, imprisoned, or dead. So if that's the premise, what do you think you can do with a strike? What do you think you can do with not going to pick up the food? They want those people to die of a lack of healthcare. They want those people to die because of a lack of food, because of poverty, because of mental and physical sickness. Don't be wrong. I'm not trying to guilt the people doing it. I would do it. Of course, your bodily autonomy has to be the first port of call, right? You can't worry about the world before you worry about yourself. So I'm not blaming them for it. I'm blaming the people that are supporting it for it. And I'm blaming the people doing it most of all But it's really important we have to understand the premises. The premise is not that they are reasonable people that are just gone astray. They want you dead. (laughs) When you understand that's the premise, then you can act properly. You can act rationally. You can go, okay, I'm dealing with a predator here. Do I want to go to negotiate with the bear when it comes up to me in the forest? No, I'm going to shoot the bear. Or I'm going to run away. Or I'm going to prepare for the bear before it even comes to me by, you know, setting out a camp not near a bear. There's many options I can do to avoid being eaten by a bear. But the premise has to begin with a bear will eat me. And if you're not starting from that premise, you're fucked. Right? So if if we take this into our larger group, we have to look at that premise at the beginning point. They want you gagged, imprisoned or dead, right? That's the premise. That's what they want. And everything springs from that. So what are we going to do? Well, here are our options. We take them out. That's no good. And I've explained why that's no good. They would just be replaced. You know, often people go, <laughs> hey, let's just, you know, let's just hang the Rothschild, someone said to me once. I was like, what fucking good do you think that's gonna do? Let me put, let me put it into real world language so people can understand. David Rockefeller died in 2017. Did anything change? No. Of course not. It doesn't work. That, that's not gonna stop anything. You think that's gonna stop Agenda 2030 legislation in your town? No. Is it going to stop the, the fact that half the population are wearing the masks? No. Killing any group of people or any type of person you think is the problem, it's not going to change anything. It's a waste of time because they'll just be sprung back up. You know, and we can get into the why that is, it's ideological, it's mind virus, it's dark metaphysics, it's black magic. You can use whatever term you want, Jungian, unconscious, I don't really care. Point is, it's outside of one individual or one group. So that's not gonna work. So then the only other options we have, if the premise is gagged, imprisoned or dead, is how do you curtail that before it happens, right? So if I, the bear in the forest analogy, if I'm in there and I go, okay, I don't want to shoot a bear because I quite like bears and the bear's just trying to kill me because it's defensive. Now, unfortunately they're not as nice as a bear, but the analogy is that I don't want to kill the bear. So I can map out early a way to put a campsite up where there's no evidence of any bear trails where there's no evidence of a bear historically eating anybody and I can camp out there and my chances are really high of not getting eaten by the bear. That's one thing I can do and go to a different forest completely, or I can avoid a forest completely and just go to a fucking beach. (laughs) The idea is to understand the solution, you have to understand the premise of the problem. We can't get to a conclusion in philosophy. It's usually premise, premise, conclusion. So in this case, we can't get to a conclusion unless we understand the premise. For example, uh, premise one, Richard is a mortal. Premise two, uh, no, sorry. Premise one, Richard is a man. Premise two, uh, uh, all mortals are, are men. Conclusion, Richard is a man. Richard is a mortal man, right? So if we look at it this way, premise one, premise two, conclusion, if the premise is that they are predators, and then the premise two is all predators find prey, the conclusion is they're going to find prey as predators, right? So in this case, how do you curtail that? Well, as we said, taking them out isn't going to work. So the only conclusion you really have to come to is, is not going to the forest where the bear is, not going to that part of the forest where the bear is. Now, I know that the analogy is somewhat limited, right? In this sense, what I mean is that that's not going to apply to every our life because this is totalitarian. It's total, covers everything. But you'd be lying if you said there aren't things you can do to avoid it. Do you actually have to use the social media systems? Mm-hmm. Do you actually have to use the job that they've told you to do? Have you looked into the law? Have you put in a petition to injunction on the mandatory facts, which you can? There's lots you can do, right, to avoid the bear in the forest is my point. And I think the reason a lot of people don't do it, there is laziness. And we'll, and we'll get into that when it comes to mass hypnosis and cults in particular cults in particular, but it's also a fact that they're not taking the premise properly, seriously. And that's why I think it's really important we have to hammer that home. When you understand they wanna kill you, you really see the situation more clearly. And there's no rational other way to look at this problem. I mean, cause you know, we, we are, I'm not gonna name names, but there are certain type of YouTube psychologists that will talk about uh, trying to rack, try to overly rationalize the situation and say, oh, it's just, you know, uh, we, it got out of hand and I thought it was conspiracy, but it's actually more just incompetence, yada, yada, yada. There's no way you can rationalize this through incompetence.
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: Again, because then you're starting from the premise that their ultimate solution is actually to come to a negotiating table. Okay, then how did I, a dude in his bedroom with a new baby in March of 2020, while running a business, get a data model 3,000% more accurate than the supposed top people in the world? If, if the premise is that they were trying to do the right thing. So what, am I just the smartest man on the planet? Or were they actually trying to not be honest from the beginning? It has to be one of them. As much as I'd like to believe I was the smartest man on the planet, it's obviously much more likely, right, improbable, that they were lying from the fucking get-go. So this idea that it's like we can over-rationalize ourselves into a solution is also not going to work. You're dealing with a predator. Deal accordingly. So... When it comes to the mass walkouts, I support them because, again, I support the bodily autonomy, but that's not enough in itself, right? We can't end there because that, they don't care if the ICU racks up with old dead people or children having heart attacks because of the fact that they have blood clots blocking up capillaries, tiny veins between the arteries, right, and the veins. They don't care about that. They don't care about children dying. They don't care about anyone dying. As long as they've got enough cattle left, serve the purpose right you know like the pharaoh in egypt right as long as you've got enough slaves to do the bidding to build the pyramid you don't need the world so i think we have to be really serious about this because it's like we're in a really serious serious situation uh so how are we going to deal with that and i guess that's you know i mean i have my theories of course and and all of that but it's something we're going to have to come to a conclusion on together
1: yeah this is why i consistently talk about this being a global cult. Because you have to understand that this is a death cult. And then as you like you said, Mark, they want you dead. There's no point dicking around in politics in a sense of, is this Labour as conservative as Trump, Biden? They want you at that level. They want you in that cul-de-sac, spinning your wheels in your transit van going around and around in circles. They like you there. They let you argue all day long in that nonsense zone. You have to understand that when you look to these bloodlines that go back a long time, and it could be that this bloodline I'm open to this bloodline theory being absolute nonsense. I don't think it is. I've looked in this for 10, 15 years. I do understand this stuff. It doesn't really matter. They believe that it, it is, and they are a cult, and they are a death cult, and they want you dead, as you say. They want to lower the population of the world to a manageable state. And, the, and that's why I hammer home this whole point is that you need to look at the bigger picture that this is a cult. This is a cult that's dragging people in. Not only is it dragged people in who want to kill them, it's going to kill the people that are serving its best first. So it's foot soldiers. And it's foot soldiers. They know you're a foot soldier of the cult. Why? Because you put a fucking mask on your face. And that's why they right. know that they you will do their bidding. And they're going to kill you at the same time. They want us all dead. But they want you to do their bidding in the first place. They can't come out of the shadows, this cult. There's not enough of them. There is not enough of them. That's why I go on about the Black Nobility bloodlines, the Jesuits, these, these bloodlines that go all through Europe all the way back to Mesopotamia, all in they, they in the Netherlands at one point. They were the, the Roman Empire at one point as well. That's why it's important to understand that this psychology goes all the way through. Even if you don't think they're the same bloodline, it's, a, as you say, it's a psychosis. It's a psychology that goes on for possibly eight to 6,000 years of this. And now it's coming out since the late 1700s. This initial part of the plan has been rolling out late 1700s i would say um but it goes back thousands of years this is a cult so let's go on to the main topic is the cult and the mass hypnosis the people that have been hypnotized into joining the cult even though they don't know they're in a cult they don't know a cult exists they're the guys who go to the shop with a mask on and buy six pints of beer how do you get them out how do you start to tell them look you're in a cult without and there's some great points and i just looked at your your um your uh your video that you sent me earlier and I I had watched it before and I've rewatched it a couple of times and you talk about things like not using data with them, but using stories and narratives with them. So let's get into that. How do you bring them out of the cult?
0: Yeah. So um, basically, so I'm not a psychologist, you know, I'm a philosopher. Um, I've been a data scientist, you know, I've been a behavior analysis um, as well as linguistics and many professions you know um for those I don't know you know I worked at one of the top universities in the world and all of that but really uh, again I look at these things as philosophy fundamentally that's the building block of how we see life how we see reality objective reality and um so there are strings of psychology in this but there's a string of philosophy that runs deeper and the, the, we have to look at the beginning or rather the pre pre-con, uh, the preconditions So let's go before March of 2020. We'll run through this fairly quickly, but it's important that people get a kind of a just a a view of the journey. Pre-March 2020, were people happy? No. They weren't. And the psychological literature will generally suggest that as people get more comfortable, people get more unhappy, not more happy, right? And this is there's a lot of reasons for this. Um, it's largely because you know your life needs purpose. um, and the reality is if you're a comfortable slave in the Brave New World sense, your purpose gets sapped out of you. You kind of just become a lump. You just kind of become an existing piece of matter because you're like, well, everything is taken care of. And that's actually where we were in 2019. So I don't romanticize prior to 2020. I do obviously want to go back to having that freedom again, and that's what we're all fighting for. But I would be lying if I said I wanted to go back to that version of it because that version of it was not good. It just felt good to us because we had the freedom to do what we wanted to do, but it came with a heavy cost. And I'll explain what those costs basically are. So prior to March, 2020, there are preconditions that existed to induct people into a cult. The primary one is social isolation. Now, Rich, you know better than most that the global governance agenda has obviously sought for at least the last hundred years, but perhaps much longer to end the nation state. Right to end national, and this is why you see so many attacks on nationalism, Brexit people, Trump people. Uh, it's not because of Brexit or Trump, it's because the idea is to destroy the nation state as an entity. Now, social isolation is a big precondition to being inducted into a cult. You need to be socially isolated, which means no no strong ties to your family. Dr. Richard Day, right? The New Order of Barbarians, Philadelphia University, Planned Parenthood. End of the Western Christian family. This is why they went after Christianity so hard, by the way. It's not because of the religion itself. It's because of what it did for the Western world. It bound together families. It bound together communities. It bound together cultural law. That's why they really went after it. That's why you see the churches burning. So social isolation is the first precondition. It means you, you kind of have to have no family, no community, no nation, no, no tie, kind of just like a loose nihilist leaf blowing in the wind. Okay, that's really important. If you're not socially isolated, you can't be inducted into a cult. If you have a strong family, strong spiritual belief, right? You're not going to be inducted into a cult because as that information comes in, you're going to be just chopping it all down. You're going to be like, no, I love my family. Why would I want to go into your stupid cult? <laughs> Socialization is really important. The next one, and it, it, I would believe is the most important one, is a lack of a life philosophy. This is a critical one. And this is that spiritual belief or this uh, philosophical belief. When March of 2020 happened, because people were socially isolated, and they had a, a they didn't have a life philosophy, they didn't have a way to break down what was happening. So you and I, we connected really early on in this, in like March, I believe, of when it first started. And the reason we came to the same conclusions largely, it's you and I come from different backgrounds of fields, we've worked in different things, we have different experience, but what we both have that's similar is we both had a life philosophy that understood the global elite. So. Mm-hmm. When this information was coming in it wasn't my profession that made me see through it because many data scientists and uh philosophers of science and stuff are on their side it was because i understood the global elite because i'd researched them for 10 years and also i had god in my life in my heart and that's critical too it doesn't matter which type of god for this argument just the fact that you have god in your heart right
1: and do you sorry just to jump in do you think i think we both understood abuse as well what it was abuse. like to be psychologically or any abuse of your common decency
0: oh yeah for sure we
1: understood that what it was what it looked like what an abuser looked like
0: yeah I come from a really really sort of ghetto background um single mother stepfather and drugs in prison father died when I was young grew up on a couple of hundred pounds a week for a family of five I have all of the uh ghetto brownie points one could possibly think of um apart from i'm just the wrong skin color to get those brownie points um so yeah i've seen pain i've seen dysfunction and also i've seen early on the power of the state as a kid and the power that the state has sometimes with reason and sometimes without reason so that obviously helps for sure but the life philosophy is the critical part because when you for example in my case uh, I kneel to no man, I kneel only to God. Therefore, it matters not what happens. It doesn't matter what is thrown. It doesn't matter if it's the left or it's the right. It doesn't matter if it's the up or it's the down. I'm never getting on my knees for anyone other than God himself, the creator of all of this. Therefore, you're shit out of luck, pal. That's it. That's it. You know, you can shoot me in the head. That's fine. I go on. I go live with God. I experience forever, forever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So life philosophy is really important. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the kind that I have. It can be, uh, you know, we've spoken about this before. Many Greek philosophers, many philosophers throughout history have had their own versions of this. But the important thing is that they understand how to break this stuff down when it comes in and go, "Mm, no, that's, that's not true. That's a logical fallacy. That's bullshit. That's true. But the person saying it might have this intention and you go through it. So the final precondition would be anxiety everyone had a lot of anxiety prior to 2020, even more when it happened, but tons before, right? So if you're anxious, you're isolated, and you have no life philosophy, you don't have an understanding of how to break this stuff down, you are prime for the picking to be in a cult. Well, that just about sums up three quarters of the entire global population, especially the Western population at this time, because... Unlike the global population, we've had an onslaught of the peeling back of these things for the last hundred years. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of the world has had those problems too, but we've had it very targeted because, of course, we're the most pro-freedom people. And if you want a global governance, you have to take down the people that are most pro-freedom. It's very straightforward. It's not complicated. You know, it's often, it's just like, hey, if I'm going to invade a town, I take out the strongest warriors first, then I can just rape and pillage. It's Mm. not complicated. And in this case, that's you know, northwestern Europe, Britain, and uh, America, Canada, and Australia. America and Britain in particular. So, social isolation, uh, lack of life philosophy, and a, a lot of anxiety you get. Then we move into March of 2020. Then we get into the beginning section of the uh, you know the two weeks to flatten the curve, which of course we knew is never going to be the case, but. This is something I said in a Facebook Live when I was doing Facebook Lives early on. And it was something that I said that I I didn't realize how true this was when I said it at the time. I said it as a flippant comment. And what I said was, people enjoy the get out of jail card, the lockdowns. People enjoy the finally I get to just like check out of life, right? And I said that in uh, early April 2020. But I didn't realize just how true that was to this behavior model we're talking about now. Until a few months back, and when I built it out, and it's like, oh, it, that's exactly partly what it was. So, what it was is that when uh, the COVIDs happened, the COVIDs basically said, here's a narrow view, here's a narrative, and a specific function for you to put your anxiety, your isolation, your lack of God, your lack of philosophy into. So, you were primed for panic,
1: like the yeah, film right.
0: I made last year, the prime for panic. That's why I called it that. And you're in it. Yeah. You're in the film. Yeah, panic. Yeah. The whole point was that we were set up and ready to go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that was quite a prophetic name for it, too, because that is kind of what happened. So you, you basically you're drifting around and then someone says to you, you know, a vulture comes and picks you up and says, all right, you know, you, you can come live with us. We have, you know, like the Little Red Riding Hood, you know, the, the wolf is like, hey, come live in my little cottage. And that's kind of what happened. So in this sense, it's like. Um, Now you're given a narrative. Now you're given a worldview. And that worldview is two weeks to flatten the curve. That worldview is you now have a purpose. You can be a superhero. You have purpose now. You have meaning. You have a group. Your group is everyone who takes this problem seriously. Your group is lockdown, mask, stop the spread, yada, yada, yada. So this, And this is the first time in history this has happened. It's happened in the Soviet Union. You know, when they were like, hey, uh, the aristocracy is bad. We need to murder all the Christians and all the capitalists. And and they murdered 65 million people, estimated. It's not the first time this has happened. Those were leftists, by the way, which is why I find it comical when socialist type people say, oh, the right, we need to stop the right. Hitler killed what? Not even 10 percent of the amount of people that communists killed. FYI, if you include China as well as the Soviet Union. So spare me the fucking, oh, we're the, we're the compassionate ones, <laughs> you know, like it's just totally retarded, but the narrative, the narrow view. So you go, all right, so we're going to lock you into this. We're going to lock you into this. You're now in this. Uh, so now we're in the beginning conditions of the cult. You're being inducted in, you have a purpose, you have a group and that group is, uh, you know, stop the spread, all of the, the buzz terms they use. And they use three terms usually a lot because there's a, there's the magic three rule, right? So like You know, uh, stop the spread, stay home, save the NHS, save lives. It's always in threes. and that's Build back better. Build back better. It's black magic, right? So there's that aspect too. It's the twilight language. And and that's a whole other conversation for another time. You create solidarity. You're creating a group now. So now you're, you're all huddled together. You finally have meaning. You finally have connection because they spent the last hundred years destroying all the real connection. Now you have some fake shit, some pseudo shit. So that's the beginning. So that's March 2020. Now, if we skip forward to fucking... I can't believe it's November 2021 and we're still having this conversation, Mm. but I can believe it. I knew it was going to happen, obviously. (laughs) We're going to be having this conversation in 2025, unfortunately, at this rate, but existing conditions. So how are we still here from the beginning? Well, if you bear in mind, people were isolated alone. They're brought in, they're inducted in in March 2020. And at this point, if they were to change tactic, if they were to say... If they were to admit that they're in a cult, well, your entire worldview you just built collapses, right? It's like me saying, uh, God isn't real and having to deal with that collapse in my worldview, it would be devastating. For me, it wouldn't personally, because I came to it through analysis and philosophy and science. So it would be really hard for me personally to crack that worldview. But the point that I'm making is if you have a deep held bond, Uh, it's really hard to turn away from. So this is where it becomes a trance. So we went from inducted into a cult kind of hypnosis. Now we're in a trance and it's like the EEG waves from the television set, right? You're watching the TV and it's the EEG waves, alpha waves, brain state, where you're in a trance. So if you say, hey, Rich, and you're like, huh? like that when you're watching TV. We all do this if we're really engaged in the TV. Well, that's what it's like. It happens so have the them- other
1: way, Mark. So have you noticed this when you talk to them about it and they don't want to hear what you're saying, they do the other way. So you'll talk to them and go, yeah, and have you seen the CDC figures and Bill Bill Gates, he, um, he was brought up in Planned Parenthood and they do the other thing. They go, huh? And then they watch the telly. So they don't start watching the telly, they watch the telly or stare out the window. It happens the other <laughs> way around. Sorry, I just want to put that in a bit. No, no, it happens good. the other way around as well.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that's true actually, yeah. Well, actually that, that kind of goes to the solution territory which we'll get to in a second because, mm-hmm. uh, and why we can't use data as you were saying. But I just want to point out the existing conditions because this is where we are now. So this is the third step in the four step data model or behavior model that I was working up. So we're in this uh, existing condition, which is the trance, right? So what that basically means is people have invested a lot in this thing now right? Like they've invested a lot in two weeks to flatten the curve. They've invested a lot in, um, you know, stay home, save lives, vax, mask, everything, all of it, the whole shebang. It's really hard to pull your investment out when you've invested so much in. So that's the first reason why they're stuck in the trance, because it's really hard to convince someone to say, hey, stop investing in what you're investing in. The other thing, is the sort of the path of least resistance, right? So that's the general human trait that we're lazy and we don't like to do resistance. Now, it's not the case with you and me and people who listen to your show, but it's the case with 80% of the population It's the Pareto distribution, generally 80, 20. So 20% of the population are like us, which is there's much more people like us than you you know um, who's listening. So it's not like 1% or 2%. It's more like 20%, which is actually quite a lot. But it is about 80%. That's the other way. And why that's really important is because those 80% are path of least resistance people. We're resistance people. So what that means is if you're following the path of least resistance and you have a fear of letting go, letting go of your investment, that's why you're still in this state now. That's why people are still existing in this trance, in this cult. Because they have to, A, take a very difficult path to get out of it. Which is a hard thing to 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 face up to, and they also have to let go of a huge investment. So, you know, I by the way, I I've long gone past the point where I have sympathy for people who are injecting mass people and killing them, but it is important for us to, for the sake of pragmatism, for the sake of winning this fight, if for nothing else than just to win. Try, the, try to think about it this way and engage with people on this level, if for nothing else than just to win, if, if for nothing else than just to stop the evil, not because they all deserve it, because a lot of them don't, but because if we truly want to win, we have to be smart, which brings us to the final point, ending, the ending section, or what I like to call freedom, if we do it correctly. There are a few points here. That are critical for us, and when engaging with people, the first one's questions. Always ask questions. Never present data. Data doesn't work. Take it from me, doesn't work. And I, I'm an expert in data. The reality is, it just doesn't work. Philosophy works much better. So it's really, really more important to just ask questions. You could ask questions like really simple stuff. When they ask, you know, have you been vaccinated? You just be like, yeah. You know, I was really thinking about it, but isn't it? weird that there's a vaccine mandate for 0. 0.0001 to 0.1% mortality rate. Posit the question in a really honestly wanting an answer kind of way. Don't start off antagonistic. Don't start off like, fuck you, it's bullshit. Trust me, I do that all the time. And that's why I had to build this because that's I'm that person. Does Belisav go, yeah, you know, I, I'm open to it. I'm just trying to find out more about it. But isn't it weird that it's mandated for a less than deadly flu to most people? I just find that strange. Hey, did you read that in Latvia? They won't let people vote now. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Questions, yeah. questions, questions, right? Um, store is also really important. Now, this is sort of, uh, this kind of gets a sympathetic system going. Now, it's not manipulative if you're being honest, don't lie. Right. And this is really important because people can try to use these tactics and lie and be manipulative. It's not manipulative if you're being honest. Um, so, but it can be manipulative if you're lying. Right. So that's why I always use the honest example of Brexit. When I was saying to people that for me, when I speak to people about say COVID stuff, I always begin with, you know, I used to really support Brexit, because I saw the European Union as a supranational global governance structure, which, which it is. But where I was wrong was that I thought Brexit would kind of slow that down. In reality, it hasn't slowed anything down. It, it, it didn't really achieve anything in the end. Even if I principally still agree with it, which I do, I think sovereignty is good. Um, ultimately, it didn't achieve anything at all. And I wasted four years of my life thinking that it was going to do something, which it didn't do. But everything worked out OK in the end you know, um, I was wrong and it's okay to be well. And I changed my mind and not, I'm no longer, pro, I'm not exactly pro you, obviously. Um, I just realized that that wasn't the best place for my attention to go and that my energy was better going in another direction. You don't even have to bring up the COVID thing. What you're just trying to do is create an understanding in a space where you can be wrong about something you truly believe for a while. And you've invested in something that you've decided no longer to invest in. What that does is it sets up the paradigm that they can do the same thing, that it's okay to be wrong about big things. And it's okay to invest in things. Another thing is triggers. Triggers are really useful. So in, in this sense, if you're trying to get like a, a quicker response, like say someone says they want to jab their child and you want to kind of snap them out of it. There are certain triggers you can use. One example I use in America, which works really well is be like, you want to inject your child with Trump's fax. Because most of the facts people are anti-Trump. So I just use Trump to nudge them out of the vax. I'm like, do you know that? And I reel off their own hate things about Trump. I go, do you know that Trump like increased drone bombing on Syria more than Obama? Think of all the dead Syrian children that Trump caused. What do you think he's going to cause with that vaccine for your child? And now the problem is, is that they have this cognitive dissonance, these Mm -hmm. two opposing worldviews cracking against each other because they hate Trump and they love the vax. But because the hatred for Trump came first, I'm pretty confident that that can crack a lot of them out of the vax. So that's one example of a trigger mechanism. I wouldn't recommend using that unless it's a more urgent case. But if someone like wants to inject their child, you have to use any fucking means necessary. And in this case, that's a that's a useful one in America. What tr- Trump's vax? It's Trump's vax. It's Operation Warp Speed. It's his project. You want to inject your child with Trump's in- injection? The guy that increased bombing children in Syria the guy that you say is the new Hitler, would you accept a vaccine from Hitler for your child? And just follow that through. That can sometimes snap people out of it. I used this before with the election fraud with someone who was uh, close to me and uh, they're anti AR-15, anti-gun. And this is the first time I tested this theory out. And I said, (coughs) so if Trump becomes a dictator and doesn't leave office, don't you think it's a good idea we have AR-15s? And then he basically agreed. I literally turned him into pro AR-15 just by using Trump straight away, right? So it can work. And this is a guy who for years was saying, get rid of AR-15s until Trump wasn't leaving office. I said, well, what if Trump doesn't leave leave office? Don't you think we need our AR-15s for Trump, the dictator? And he was like, yeah, there you go. The Trump hatred is so strong, you could actually use it to your benefit and use it against this current narrative. Because to be honest, this thing is so much worse that we should just throw anything we can to stop that because you know injection children, just so beyond the pale. And the final thing, most importantly, I know this has been a long one. Uh, I, I've been talking for ages, but I, thought, I felt like this was useful to, to map out for people. The final one is the most important, lead by example. You must lead by example. And what this means is don't go to people who are on the other side of the fence and and make our side of the fence look weak and awful and scary. <laughs> You're not going to entice them to come over. Think about the beginning. Remember the precondition. The precondition was isolation and anxiety. Our side of the fence is the is the side of the fence that believes in truth, that believes in love, that believes in justice, that believes in righteousness. We're the we are the side of the fence that believe in the good, the true, and the beautiful. We are the side of the fence that truly truly want the best. humanity. We're the side of the fence that truly have purpose in life. Every day I wake up, I don't go, what am I doing here? Um, uh, Am I wasting my life? Not at all. Quite the contrary. Since March of 2020, every day I wake up, I have more purpose than I've ever had. Our side of the fence is is the side of purpose, is the side of the real, the true, the good, and the beautiful. Lead that example and always remind them that actually, as much as we may be restricted from doing certain things, We have a lot more fulfillment in our life than they do in theirs. And that is the God's honest truth. That's really, really important to always remind them. And that's leading by example. But you are welcome in our house. We want you to come to our side of the fence. We're not gonna ostracize you. We're not gonna, if you make a mistake, we're not gonna kick you out of society like they will, right? You're welcome with us. Because bearing in mind, this began because of social isolation and anxiety. So you're trying to let them know that if they leave the cult, They are leaving to go to a new home. They're not leaving to be isolated or to be alone. We are their home, and we're having a lot more fun. Think of all the interesting conversations we get to have all the time. All the interesting information we've come across. The fact that, unlike them and unlike pre twenty twenty, we don't have a life of meaninglessness. We we don't have a life of infutility. We have a life of meaning, of purpose, of true transcendent um, purpose I couldn't ask for anything more in in a sense since March 2020 they've given me the greatest gift that they could have ever given me they reminded me just exactly what my purpose was here at all which is to put the brakes on evil and if it ends with my boot on Bill Gates throat that would be great but if not that's okay too
1: and I'll have my boot on his balls so it will pin him down (laughs) um, if he's got any, I, what you were describing at the end there, and that's really, really helpful for people. So guys play this back because that takes you through all the stages of what you can do. (laughs) What interests me, what you're saying at the end there though, is that you were saying about outside the cult and make that where we are, see the purpose, everything that we have, the purpose that we have, the man's search for meaning in that book, fantastic book. We have that outside there. We're standing up for what is right fundamentally when you're a child you know right from wrong and I think these people do know right from wrong they've been sold a twisted version of that inside the cult they've gone in the cult they've worn the mask they've done everything they were told they've got their jab they've got the second one they've got the third one now they've got the boosters they're going to get the passport. they're going to get everything they're doing everything right but it never ends for them in there it's it's a fruitless promise but everything that they want in there we have out here but they've been sold that in there, they've been sold their purpose was to save grandma, to save the world, to save each other, to protect each other. When all along they were sold something they already had out here. And they got given a virtual meta version of it in there that is fruitless and the goalposts keep getting moved. So you're going to see more and more people want to leave the cult because they realise that the promises will never, ever bear any fruit. The problem is now they've had their third jab. Now they've had their fourth jab. Now they're going to have to look at the things. And when they come out here, they're going to come out here with the jab. They can't leave that in there anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they can go, oh, shit, that was horrible. Take all that off. I don't want to wear that suit anymore. I'm not, I'm not, you know, they can't. They have to bring it out there with them. So they get stuck in a middle ground. They're no longer in the cult. They're no longer out of the cult because they're jabbed. They're in this middle ground of I'm jabbed and now I don't believe I should have been a little bit like Jordan Peterson in his, in his latest video. He's like, I regret it. You told me that if I get get jabbed, and these were his words. You told me if I get jabbed, you'd leave me the fuck alone. And you didn't. Am I the idiot? And he has the brave. He's brave enough to say it with the audience he's got was I did it because I wanted you guys to just piss off and leave me alone. And you didn't. That's right. where these guys in the cult are at at the moment. That's where these NHS staff are at at the moment. They did everything they were told, and the abuser still abused them. We didn't do any of it. And they, most of them want to start coming back out, but where do they go? Do you know what I mean? They're in this middle, weird ground now, where, where they are still, a, they have part of that cult within them. How do they never, they can't shed that, that they will or they are shedding it (laughs) to each other, but they (laughs) they can't get rid of that. Do you know what I mean? They've been marked and maybe that's the mark of the beast type. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about it actually being the the mark of the beast, but they can't get rid of that. That's in their body. That's the nefarious evil of this. It isn't like they went in there and they became part of a cult and they did some horrific things and they can come out and go oh my god that was awful What i did but i was under mind control and i wouldn't have done that if it was in my right mind they're going to come out and they're still going to have that within their bodies
0: yes how do they deal well you know the thing is mate is that um the 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 genetic alteration is perhaps something that just cannot be reversed at least not with the technology or the or the resources we have you know, um, so uh, we can save their lives though. I actually am working on a protocol right now to, to do just that, to, to stop the clots and to replace the damaged cells um, with regenerative cells. So basically there's a, I'm working on this four-step protocol right now, which I'll release when I have finished it. But essentially what it's to do is to stop the clots and in, uh, reject, flush out all the spike protein damaged cells and replenish them with new cells that we can do fairly cheaply and fairly easily, I think. But that doesn't solve the deeper genetic problem that has been done. And I don't, so we, I, we can save their lives, but we have no idea what's gonna happen to them five years from now, uh, you know, because of this alteration, are they going to be hooked up to some kind of smart city grid? Are they going to, you know, receive and transmit, which is very possible, this is hardly sci-fi, they've been able to do that for years receive and transmit biometrically. Mm. So there's those kind of issues. And by the way, if you have taken the injection until we know for sure about all of this, you have a moral imperative to not have children. I'm sorry to say, because I'm, very, I'm you know, a Christian, I'm very pro big family, I'm very pro having children. But until you know what this has done to you, you have no idea what you're passing on to your children genetically. You could be giving your children a non-human genetic ge- uh, genome. You have no idea. None of us do. What we do know is that it is changing the genome. We know that for sure. And we do know that it is passed on hereditary, at least in animals. So I'm sorry, but you have no idea what you're doing to your child, aside from the fact that, you know, 92.3% of them have been aborted in the trials in the first semester. And it's about 80% in the first two. And it's actually 13% in the third, which is still really high. 13% is still really high. That means if you had a million babies, 130,000 of those babies in the third trimester would die. So it's not like 13% isn't high. It's really high. That we know for sure is alone is enough for you to, but I'm sorry, but like you have no idea. You could be giving birth to a child that's not fully human. We don't know. Not saying I know but the evidence suggests that your genome has changed. I think you have a responsibility to really figure out what that means before you bring a child in to this world. And I'm sorry, but that's been the whole point of the agenda, of course. So yeah, it, the actions have consequences. And what that means is that even if you can find redemption, and I believe everyone can find redemption, like you can come out the cult, you could stop other children from being injected, you could, you could, you could do a lot of real good stuff, but, but certain actions have consequences that cannot be changed. And if you've taken three of those injections, you may just not be able to have children. And not just because it's called, caused you to be infertile, but it might be too risky for the child to do so. And that's a consequence. We all have consequences of actions that we have to live with. That doesn't mean it has to impede your life forever. There's lots of good you can do in your life by coming out of the cult. Um, stop, you know, for, I, I always think of there was a, a woman that had many abortions. So She was like this pro-abortion activist and she had tons of abortions. I can't remember, something stupid, like 17. Disgusting. Um, I mean, I'm, don't be wrong, I'm pro people being able to do what they want to do, but you're killing a human being and I find it disgusting. Um, now, here's the thing. She then became, ended up changing and becoming one of the biggest pro-life activists. Why this is really important is because can she change the many children she killed for no reason other than that? The cult told her she was supposed to. No, she can't change that. But who knows how much she's influenced everybody else to make better decisions and how many other women she's influenced to make better decisions, you know, to say, look, if you don't want to get pregnant, use contraception or don't have sex. It's pretty straightforward. Those are two options, and you can take either option, but don't go and kill a baby just because it's fun for funsies. Um, Now, she's gone and influenced a lot of people. That's a great example of someone who can come out of a cult like mindset and go make a huge difference. For babies well we're trying to do the same thing for babies now except on a bigger scale so i feel like there's always redemption like there's always a lot of good you can do no matter how deep in it you have been um and no matter how much it has hit you but it, you also have to be realistic that actions have consequences and you're not going to have the same things you had in 2019 because of the decisions you've made you know and but that doesn't mean that you should be condemned And that you shouldn't, you know, jump onto our side and still do the good. That's still available to you. That
1: kind of just reminds me of the the guys that have gone into Hollywood, gone into the film industry, music industry, and done things that they possibly wouldn't have done if they hadn't been indoctrinated into that subsect of the big cult.
0: Mm -hmm. All the
1: likes of Bill Gates, who was brought up in Planned Parenthood, who was raised in a cult to be as mad as he is, he would have been incredibly abused. There's videos of him in the late 90s being dispositioned and, or despositioned, the word, and he's rocky. He rocks. And there's like 10 yeah. different videos of him rocking over a, a year period. And he's rocking like this and he looks scared and tiny little boy, terrified. That obviously smacked his bum for something and, and then he turned it around afterwards and, and then he was the philanthropist and then he changed his, they, they created another character for him because he wasn't towing the line. He was born into a eugenics cult. He's been indoctrinated into this, but there's still chance for him to turn around and go. Do you know what? Imagine him coming out on stage. You won't have to tell anyone. Come out and goes live TV. Everything that we've been doing is because of this, this, and this, and this, and this. I'm Bill Gates, and I've done this. Get shot in the head, but what a redemptor's Just give me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. How well would that have? Do you know what I mean? So what the cult have done is they've created these little demigods that have the power to destroy it, if they want to, if they've got the courage to do. In a second, these demigods could destroy them, and they know that they've created the Bill Gates, the Jeff Bezos, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. But they're going to have to give their life to break out of it because that's the price they're going to have to pay. But it's not impossible. They could say. I'm not going to tell anyone, but I'm going out on live TV. They set it all up and get ready to go. We've got 2.6 million people watching. I'm going to tell the truth and no one's going to know other than me inside my head. And then be my last day on earth. What a way to go. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean?
0: The power
1: power of, of a moment. And that's so you can break people out of these things. And as you say, these people who have had the injection, have had third, fourth one, it wasn't their fault. They were brainwashed into doing it. They've been abused. Their intent was to do the good thing. And my always, my thing was always come back to me when I've i felt bad about things or done things. Unless I can't think of anything other than when I've been drunk that I could have done when my intent wasn't good. And, and it's like, even then, self-sabotage. It's the intent of these people were good. They went in there. they're not wearing masterpiece be even with 99% of them. They're not wearing, taking these injections. They're not doing it to harm people. They're doing it because they think they're doing the right thing. They genuinely do. So they can hold on to that intent and know that in their heart, they thought they thought they were doing the right thing. The only thing for me that changes when you know you're doing the wrong thing and you carry on doing it that's a decision you're making. But you still have to have that data in your head to know that you're doing the right thing, wrong thing. If you think you're doing the right thing, which Bill Gates may well think he's doing the right thing, he may well, if you're brought up in these cults, he may be, like, thinking, right, OK, they're all mad. I've been brought up in this cult, and we know what's going on. I'm one sure, of the... They do ones. think that. Oh, so yeah, I mean,
0: they, they really believe that. Do
1: you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's it's not... Beyond the realms of possibly for people to change, if they come out and you say this, because they can hold on to that intent of thinking they were doing the right thing and they were doing the right thing, their heart was in the right place. And that's good enough for me in a lot of ways, as long as they try afterwards to do better. Like we all do, we all fuck up. This is a big fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dragged into a cult. It wasn't your fault. A global, the biggest cult in the history of the world, actually, yeah. this one. And it wasn't your truly fault. global. It's not truly your fault. global.
1: It's no one's fault. It wouldn't be anyone's fault if I've had family members have taken it. I don't blame them for getting it. They don't know what me and you know. They don't do this work. They don't have the time to do this work. They're at work trying to feed their families. They're doing their best. They are good. Of course, they're good people. So they have the intent to do good. And I think the intent
0: is what people need to cling on to, because that's really all you are. Yeah, with Western civilization in particular, the reason that we had a better civilization and the others more freedom is because of trust and often people go how dare you Eh, there's you know good culture over here good culture over there i'm like yeah that's fine that's great every culture is good in their own way but um you know i think often people go hey the west got it what it got from you know stealing everything like huh everybody steals have you been to Somalia? Do you think the Somalians that steal from one another? You think the Mexicans that steal from one another? So what's the difference? So why, you, why did England or America turn out differently to Mexico, or Somalia? Simple, trust. Trust is the critical foundation for freedom. This is where I disagree with people like Mark Passio, who I like, I like Mark Passio and I like those guys, but they're, they're really fundamentally wrong on this point where they say the moral culpability is on the order follower more than the order giver. And what they don't understand... So, for example, if you're a soldier, right? Yeah, yeah. The moral culpability is more on the soldier than, say, George Bush, because That's the soldier absurd. is the one carrying out the, the order, right? It's He's the one ultimately choosing to shoot that other person. Well, only on the data that he's been given. Exactly, right. And, and this is also... So this is the kind of point that people like Mark Passio make and um, a lot of these sort of freedom uh, anarchist-type guys. And I always say to them, I go... It's easy in the comfort of being in a Western civilization freedom to say such a stupid thing. Yeah. When you live in Somalia and everyone wants to steal from you or eat your shit or want to kill you for something, you would think very differently. The reason Western society um, had the freedom is because of trust. And that trust is hijacked by things like COVID-19 or climate change. But that trust also gave us the opportunity to have what we had because I, I, live, I can trust my neighbors. I have guns, but I'm not sitting next to my door with my gun thinking at any moment they're gonna come in. (laughs) I never worry about my house being broken into because I trust my neighbors. And that trust allows us to have freedom. It's the trust. So that trust is what was hijacked by you know global governance, by technocrats, by Luciferians, right? They go, Oh, we can exploit the trust. And it didn't happen overnight, right? This started with the Frankfurt school in the 1930s and 40s, Kurt Letwin, people like that, the Uh, um, the psychologists that were kind of trying to break apart the family unit. And then it goes into education systems and then it it was a long process. It was like a centuries process. So to get to this point, they essentially little by little uh, infested the trust system to utilize the fact that we trusted the system, of course, to hijack it to their advantage. But I, I agree with you totally that we have to always bear in mind that the reason that people trusted is because that's how we built a society that worked for a really long time. That's how we had freedom. That's how we created families. That's how we had, you know, Hey, uh, the terrorist streets in England where you have kids playing outside. Yeah. Trust builds that trust builds the NHS and builds those systems. So it, yeah, it totally makes sense why people can get duped because had they not had the trust, we would be Somalia, we would be Mexico, we would be Russia. And we're not those people. And we should be glad we're not those people. The problem is, um, is at this point it has become, of course, used against us. And actually, Russia is doing better than many Western countries because they don't have that trust. <laughs> so they're like, "I don't trust anything." So you can see how, again, we go kind of back to the beginning. How there's always a cost and benefit to everything. There is no, you know, and I, I use this example with like uh, Europe or Britain versus America. There's always a there's always a cost and benefit to every way of doing things. And with high trust, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. With low trust, same thing. When it's good, like now, it's good. But when it's bad, it's, it's Soviet Union. So we always just have to bear that in mind as well, that where we come from and how we got here and stop comparing ourselves to other people and the way they do things. We're not, we have a completely different history. You know, we're brought up differently. We have different values largely to a lot of other places. So you can't say like, oh, just run away to Mexico. What the fuck do you know about Mexico? How the hell do you think you're going to live? It? I, I have people saying to me all the time, I'm going to run away to South America. What the fuck do you know about South America? That's not your history. I'm not saying some people can go there and really adopt it well, good for those people. But if you think you can just have like 50 million Anglos moving to South America, yeah. getting, like it's just ridiculous, right? We are, we are who we are. We are where we are. And we have to make the most of that and, and actually try to take it back. It's ours anyway. You know, whatever it is, whether it's a church, whether it's a nation, whether it's a street that you live on, whether it's a business, whether it's a healthcare system, I don't really care how you apply it. Just bear in mind that it belongs to you, to all of you, to us, right? So don't let them take it away.
1: And what they've done we'll wrap it up with this, but this trust point is very, very poignant. It's, they've triangulated it, so me and you are not trusted by the vaccinated. They've had a clear, clear divide of people so people, everyone can understand you, you're either in or you're out, you're black or you're white, you're vaccinated, you're not vaccinated. They've triangulated, got in the middle, like a good lawyer does or a good Levite does, they get in the middle and they triangulate and they whisper in one ear, whisper in the other, devil in the, devil and the, the angel on the shoulders and have triangulated and then used covid to say okay that person's going to affect me that person's going to make me ill and not only that they're responsible for my health so i've i've given away my my protection to them and i don't trust them with it it's fucking insane and then climate change the same thing you're going to make it so the so the planet's going to die and you're and you're you're doing this and you're doing that i've given away my protection to you and i don't trust you with it and instead of, I'm actually responsible for my behaviour and you're responsible for yours and we'll trust each other to keep ourselves well. It's completely inverted everything, isn't it? And that, that's going to create an amb- ambience of anxiety because you're not in control of your destiny. John down the road is. And you've heard, John down the road, he listens to conspiracy theories and he don't want to get vaccinated. But John down the road doesn't have anything to do with you. If you've got vaccinated, John, don't give a shit. But that made you think that John should give a shit about you because it makes you feel better because then you haven't got to do anything about keeping yourself healthy or well. And then you can have your mask on and your six bowls of beer.
0: Path of least resistance, that's the existing condition of why we're here. Yeah. Bizarre, isn't it? Mate, where
1: can people find your work? And we'll do this. So we're going to do one once a month, guys, to... So Let us know in the comments what you think of this. We're gonna do, I think we're gonna try and do it as a separate show other than glitch and the code, but do it once a month to have these kinds of chats because they're different from what I do, what I do elsewhere. So where can people find your work and connect with you, Mark? Uh,
0: Central Hub, America21century.com. Uh, obviously the website where we do all the real work. We didn't obviously get into much of that today. We can talk about that next time, though. We, we'll talk about the climate stuff that they've been doing, and we'll also talk about the the mortality rate data we were talking about at the beginning to will bench that for the next conversation. Um, so yeah, America, 21 century.com. You also can find me on telegram, my name, you know, t.me slash Mark Malone, Mark with a C find me on Facebook and all that too. I don't really use Facebook or YouTube that much telegram. I use more, but really the website is where all the important stuff is. Okay, guys. I appreciate yes, it, mate.
1: That's okay. Yes, I'll okay. put all the links below and um, we'll speak to you soon, guys. Please give us comments below, give us some feedback. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that and got something out of that. And um, I'll speak to you too. Take care. Bye bye. I'm
0: just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, just my. Come on. Yeah, yeah.